Hey, welcome, 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 everybody to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Brian Bearfield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. What's cracking, man? What's going down, y'all? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man. Hey. So, what's up? Before we get started, man, I just got to show my shirt, man. Hey, cop it, cop it. Send, just go ahead and plug it, man. Yeah, man, I just want to let everybody see this shirt. So the shirt is say, it says, I will breathe for you. And the concept was dropped into my spirit by God. You know, everybody's making the I can't breathe shirts. I can't breathe again. Well, these names with the circle of life, these people have lost their lives. Put your, uh, put, point your camera uh, down a little bit so the people, for the millions and millions of people that can see that. There you go. There you go. All right. So this is for, it says, I will breathe for you. And this is, uh, a lot of the unarmed civilians that have been killed by law enforcement officials, man, have passed away. You know, some of their last breath, I mean, some of the last things they said was, I can't breathe or I'm losing my breath or something like that. So these shirts were made to say, hey, listen, you can't breathe, but we will breathe for you. And the proceeds is actually going to, um, the, the the proceeds are going to Jack Case High School. So I was trying, let me put this up for that. I was trying to do scholarships for the 2020 high school grads, man. It's just a lot of legal mumbo jumbo. So I'm just going to take all of the money and donate it to Jack Case High School. That's where George, George Floyd, Floyd mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where he went to high school at, man. And uh, I come to find out they got two nieces that go there too, man. So they may be in the running to get the money, but it's going to 2020 high school grad from Jack Case High School, man. And so I'm going to donate the money. However they do it is how they do it, bro. But all the proceeds, I'm not keeping none of the money. When we get off air, I got some things that I'm going to tell you, bro, because, you know, and I know we got to start, but, man, the one thing that I don't like, E, is if I'm doing something and I'm doing it for charity and I ain't making no money off off of it, how you going to try to make money off of it? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that when we get out there. But, yeah, so just, uh, 
Hey, well, uh, I'll be able to send you the link so you'll be able to put it on and, and let everybody know where they can order it. Yeah, so we will definitely put it on links. Shout out to Zoom for sponsoring this uh, sports business podcast today. We got a, a low key sponsor, so I'm really, really excited to do that today. So, um, you and I haven't really did a show in a hot minute, like legitimately, it's probably since March, I think, is the last time we did it. So, um, Sports business. It's about sports and it's business. So we just ain't had no content. So it ain't like you and I fell out or anything. We talk from time to time. We check up on each other, check each other six and whatnot. But um, things are starting to come back a little bit. We got some things that we'll definitely talk about today um, on our show that is mainly sports related. It's practically all sports related. But I know starting off with the show, <sighs> these these episodes, these these topics are draining. They uh, they make you feel some type of way. They're definitely emotional. There's a lot of different adjectives that I could utilize uh, on how I feel, but um, you know, I, I don't think without starting the show off, without speaking about the things that have gone over at least the last ten days with the unfortunate death of George Floyd, and um, you know, I, I know a lot of people feel some type of way, whether it was the rioting, looting, uh, BB. Uh, you got a brand new show down there in Houston, Texas, where you've been very, very vocal on how you feel. And like you said, George Floyd was actually from Houston, Texas. He went to a local high school right there, so. I know the ties that you have down there in Houston and George Floyd's uh, connections and just being from the H-Town is very, 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 I know that the, the city and, and state of Texas is in a sombering mood just as much as the people in Minneapolis, if not probably more in Texas than it is in Minneapolis because he was only going to Minneapolis or he was in Minnesota to become an ordained minister that people don't even realize. Um, so, um, you know, I'm angry, um, I'm, I'm saddened, um, but at the end of the day, I think this was a huge wake-up call. I know Ahmed Aubrey, um, your late your late wife, Miss Mila, she lived in the county right below where the situation happened. I've met Ahmed Aubrey. You know, I can't sit there and say that he was my friend, but I met the gentleman. Seemed like a young, nice, respectable young black man. Had no issues with them, you know, and I was just getting over that. And then last Monday, I look at the my timeline, and I mean, it's one of the most disturbing things that I've seen, like a man's foot or knee was on someone's throat for eight minutes and 46 seconds like you can do a lot of things in eight minutes bro like you can run two miles um you can you exactly. can you can run a, you can run a two mile run in P, army pt test in eight minutes i know Kessa did it um you got people that are swimming faster in that time frame you got people that are able yeah. to do to go a couple eight miles in a car um so there, there's so many different things that you, eight minutes is a long time um just to be on the petty side, depending on how the person you is, you might be able to get everything done in eight minutes, if you know what I mean. So, um, um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I, my heart just goes out and I just feel bad and just, I'm just angry. I mean, I'm angry, I'm sick. And then you see the, the stuff that transpired on Monday um, out there in Washington, D.C., which probably was just one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. So, um, I, 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 I guess I gotta say is that you know if you want to protest, do it right. Know what you do, know what you're going out there for. If you want to be vocal on social media, know what you're being vocal about. Um, and if you don't know, educate yourself before you sit there and hit that send button. Educate yourself before um, you know you look like a zip damn fool, as my grandmama would say. Um, I've had so many conversations. <laughs> I've had so many conversations offline with people because a they just want to get clarification on why we're so upset why you know what what's really what's the cause or what's the end game so um i appreciate those people that are actually man or woman enough to actually come to me offline and say hey 
I'm low-key kind of scared because I'm gonna sound stupid as hell for saying whatever it is that I'm gonna say. I'd rather come to you and try to get clarification. I'm cool with that. But for the people that are just yeah. ignorant, just completely just turning the blind eye and just don't know what the big picture is flying at 30,000 feet, bro. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm done talking, I'm done arguing, I'm done educating people as far as people who don't want to learn. So um, you can follow it up on that side, BB. Before I get started, hey, you got a, is that an Arizona State or Florida State shirt you got on? It's a Golden State Warriors shirt. What you talking about? Oh, no, I can't. I like Casino <laughs> State, man. I was going to make you know, some comments, man. I don't know if you've seen that before I even get started about the whole George Floyd murder that I watched on video. Uh, you seen what, what happened with the coach at Florida State, right? Yeah, I heard about it. Something about uh, I, I heard he about it. He said he talked to every one of his uh, players and put out this statement to the press, and then his players came out and said, no, you hey, didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, did, I just saw that a few minutes ago before we went on. Yeah, yeah I like, see that. Don't say that. And then if you had Arizona State on, I was going to ask. I know you you seen me ask this question on uh, on social media. It's like, how come everybody always run to Tony Dungy and Herm Edwards? Yeah. They always run to them, bro, and they don't ever – you know, they got certain shows that only runs to – Herm Edwards and Tony Dungeon. I was like, bro, you know how many other people out there saying stuff? So I seen the video. I like Herm Edwards. Don't get me wrong. I think he's done an amazing job at Arizona State. Bay Area Native. Huh? Bay Area Native. Yeah, I seen this video that he put out, right, about, you know, being one and this, that, and the other when it comes to Arizona State. And I was like, wasn't Arizona the last state to actually accept the Martin Luther King uh, holiday? Martin Luther King National holiday? Mm-hmm. And they fought. All the way to the end for that. Like the 90s. 80s and, and 90s, something like that. You know who Dion Johnson is? Never heard of him. Dion Johnson was the young man in Arizona who was asleep. He pulled over and was sleeping. They killed him in, in the car. They shot him in the car. I think I've heard of the story now that you said. So you see what I'm saying? That's why I was like, I didn't know if, was, if I had to go to the area nah, of the nah, state. No, no, no. I mean, not Arizona State or Florida State, so nah. but it's Golden State. I mean, yes. I understand. Draymond somewhere being uh anyway. Uh <laughs> man, I wanna say this, bro. It's uh it's one of those things. So how how it happened for me is, I mean, and you know, outside of the military, outside of the military, I don't I don't expect to cut on a video on social media and watch somebody die. Yeah. Okay, because I know it's TV. If I'm watching a movie, man, what's the movie with Thor in it? Extraction? Is that what it's called? The one that's on Netflix? Uh, I think it is called Extraction. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I've watched that movie like I don't know how many times. E, And so there's a bunch of killing in that, so I'm, I, I can do that. When I woke up on that morning, man, and I'm looking, and I'm saying, after I watched it, I said to myself, Yo, I just actually watched a man die. Like for real, not not actually. No, no. And I was like, now I didn't watch it again because I was like, no, I only needed to see it once. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I watched it. I said, I just watched a man die, and that messed with my spirit. Then as time went on, I'm starting to figure out he's from Houston. You know, uh, so you know that the Houston is home of uh, DJ Screw. You know, Screw Music. Mm -hmm. He was on a bunch of you know DJ Screw tape. Uh, two of my really good friends was on a uh, on a uh, tape with him called Ballin' in the Mall. And I was like, wait a minute. So that's who Big Floyd is? And so I know some of his family members. So as 
we started going on and on. I'm starting to, you know, realize that, wow, man, it's closer and connected to, to, to me than, than what I knew, man. And then I got angry. Mm-hmm. Then I got mad. And I'm going to tell you, the, the, the thing that took me over the top, E, after I realized that I watched a man die on video, watched a murder, once I realized I watched it, I also told myself, I just watched a man kill another man with his hand in his pocket. See, that's what took me over the top, E. When he had his knee on his neck, he had his hand in his pocket like, I do this every day. I don't even know why y'all are even, like, you can video it. I don't care. He had his hand in his pocket as he killed this man. And I was like, you just casually killed him. And then, at the time, I only thought it was two officers. Because I seen the Asian officer standing there keeping people back from tr- getting this officer off of him. So I was like, oh, both of y'all are complicit until I seen another view and seen there was two more officers there holding him down. And I was like, oh, all y'all are complicit in this murder. All y'all accomplice. And accomplice. It, just, it just took me to another place, E. So, you know, it took me to another place of I'm like saying to myself, damn, another one? Yeah. You know, yeah. like another one? Like, you know, I'm so tired of of, of, of seeing African American males being killed at the hands you know, at law enforcement officials, man, I'm just saying to myself, bro, like, again, like, like, again, you remember the video I put out, like, I know we always look like the suspect, you gotta treat us like one, and kill us like one, and, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm gonna be honest with you, man, and, and then, you know, I'll be quiet, but I guess almost getting to the point, e, especially, not only just for African Americans, but especially for African American men, we're at a point now, we're like, we can, where can we go to feel safe? I mean, you think about it. Botham Jean was killed in his, in his house. house. Sleeping. You see what I'm saying? Like, we mm-hmm. can't go anywhere. You you know, you're a veteran. You, you've been across the, 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 the pond. And it's like, it's crazy because we're the most hated gender and race everywhere, bro. They hate us just as much over there as they do here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring up this one story that um, I, I, I've said to a couple of people. Where I don't think people, you know, for the people who don't understand, I'm, I'm going to try to paint a picture for you, and then we're going to move, we're going to switch gears. You've been on how many? I think you've been on what one or two combat tours? Two? One. One. So I've been to two. I've been to Iraq and Afghanistan. I want y'all to picture this. Picture me getting pointed with AK-47s, and I can't do nothing by the enemy. Think about that. As not a, that's not as a black person, not as a, not as a, a minority or anything, as a U.S. soldier. I can't do anything, and I'm a, I'm a piece of government property who's protecting the Constitution of the United States. All right, I've had three kids, probably no younger than 10, 10, 9, 10 years old, point AKs and grenades at me. AK-47s and grenades were pointed at me, ready to let loose. And by law, I can't do anything. So basically, <laughs> I stand there and just deal with it. I say that being because if you come over here on this side and you are a piece of your local government, AKA cops, whatever law enforcement, you can actually just put your knee on someone who just fits the description and kill someone and wait five, five, five whole days to finally arrest someone. Okay. So while everyone's sitting there saying that Justice has been, we don't know what justice is going to do. I just want y'all to paint, I just want you to pick that, paint that picture in your mind that as a U.S. soldier, you can't go across overseas and just start spraying people with your M4 or M16s or 
saws or uh, 249s or any, any any U.S. issued weapon. You can't just go out there and just go thinking you John Rambo and just let loose. There's repercussions. So there needs to be some type of re reform here, whether that's more of a centralized place where all police uh, police trainees go to this one academy here centralized where it's just more of a militarized type of standards and procedures because the, the, the madness and the, what's going on in, the, in our country is just out of control with our police. The police are supposed to protect and serve the law. They're supposed to be enforcing the law. They ain't supposed to be breaking the law. And a lot of these jokers seem to take the law in their own hands and just interpret it the way they want to do it. So um, I just want y'all to paint that picture. And if y'all can't understand that, like we're about to switch into this next year and this next subject, I don't know what else I can do. And, you know, you're just part of the problem at this point. And when I say you're just part of the problem, it is a great transition to talk about some sports-related topics right now. And, uh, man, I know, man, I don't know how I feel about this. I, I, you brought it up today, and it was a great time for us to talk about it. And it was about the Drew Brees situation where he kind of basically said that if you're taking the knee on the national anthem, you're disrespecting the flag, blah, 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 blah. He got a lot of heat for it. My, uh, uh, Richard Sherman, Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of top athletes that have spoken out, but there was this Ed one. Reed. Ed Reed, yes. Uh, there was a lot of people that spoke about it and showed, showed, shared how they feel. But there's one particular person in particular that opened his mouth, and when I saw who it was, I was just like, "This ain't the time for you really to be talking. You need to be in the background, just shutting up right now and kind of laying low." And I'm probably, I, I think you and I are going to catch a lot of heat for this, but I don't care. And I'm just going to lay it out there. It was Malcolm Jenkins. Like, Malcolm Jenks is trying to tell Drew Brees, and I, I didn't even realize he's playing for the Saints again. <laughs> I, that's how irrelevant Malcolm Jenkins is to me. Like, I had no – yeah, I think he's for the Saints. He plays for the Saints. I think he got re-signed to the Saints because they said that he's – Yeah, I think From so. Yeah. Yeah, he's a oh, – he got wow. – Yeah, I didn't even know that he was uh, – I think he just re-signed this, uh, this offseason, but yeah. So he's with the Saints. He's still with the Eagles. I thought he was. This is what I'm saying. He's so irrelevant in my eyes. I don't really care about Malcolm Jenkins. So he gets on social media, and he, he, he has a right to feel this way at this point. You know, he probably is hurt. And he's crying crocodile tears. Sending telling my, and he wants to tell Drew Brees to shut the F up. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, you might want to take your own advice and just shut the F up at this point because you have caused a lot more turmoil than probably what Drew Brees has done over the last two or three years. Um, you kind of threw Colin Kaepernick under the bus. You damn sure threw Eric Reed under the bus. Um, and we don't want to talk about that. So now my thing is, do you, what do you, what's your end game, Malcolm Jenkins? Because honestly, I don't feel like you're speaking up for us. I feel like you have some type of personal agenda. You didn't say anything because you were a part franchise owner of Papa John's when the whole situation happened with the Papa John's owner. You kept your mouth shut on that. So why are we hearing from you now? Because at the end of the time, at the end of the day, this whole time you've been MIA and then you've been throwing your other, your fellow brothers, your brothers under the bus. Like your battle buddies to your left and your right. Eric Reed is, yeah. plays the same position as you and you threw him under the bus and backed it up and ran him over again yeah. and again. So why is he talking, BB? I don't understand where, like, why did he come out of the woodworks? It'd have been different if Anquan Bolden said something. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. But why yeah. him, BB? I don't understand uh, the, the, the timing of, Malcolm Jenkins coming out saying anything, and I've and I've you know, because I've been seeing the tweets uh, as far as his videos concerned, talking about everything that's going on with the unrest in America right now. So I've been watching the tweets, and I was saying to myself, 
I understand, Malcolm. I'm not going to totally, you know, discount you because you are an African-American male living in the United States and you got to go through a lot, you know, as well as I do. But this, this right here, this dealing with Drew Brees and coming out and making a statement about what Drew Brees said, I can't get behind it because you're the same person who said over a year ago, a year and a half ago, you're not going to take a knee anymore. He's like, we got to get past that. That's exactly what you said. You sound exactly like Jay-Z. Like, we got to get past that. I'm not taking a knee anymore. And Eric Reed wants to fight you for a reason, bro. There's a lot of things that went on behind the scenes. E, there is a lot that Malcolm Jenkins and some of the players from that player coalition, they said so much behind Colin Kaepernick's back. They said so much behind Eric Reed's back. I mean, because you think about it, man, you know, Eric Reed is from Eric Reed is from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Okay, him and his brother Justin, Justin they play for the Texans. They both play. They, they're both from Louisiana. Eric played up in you know LSU. in the Bay Area. Yep. Justin went to school in the Bay Area. If you met them, if you ever met them, they are the most mild mannered guys you ever want to meet. Eric is probably more a little bit more aggressive than Justin, but he only says what he feels on his heart. When I see Eric Reed acting like that, going after Malcolm Jenkins, knowing that I have been face-to-face with Eric Reed, knowing that I have talked to Eric Reed, I was like, no, this is more. Because Eric Reed lets his actions and his intelligence do the talking. For him to get aggressive like that and go after Malcolm Jenkins, it had to be something. So I started asking around, and I'm starting to hear these things behind the scenes. I mean, there's a reason why – they were uh, the NFL was able to give the player coalition what eighty nine million dollars. That was a hundred. Was it? it, it okay, I think, I so it could have been a hundred. After whatever could have been eighty. I don't know. I see eighty nine somewhere, but might have been. I, you might be right. I don't, I don't know what the final number is, but it might be that. Yeah. So when when Malcolm Jenkins accepted that, and then like you said earlier, he wanted to protect his franchise. You know, it's Papa John's franchise. It's like now, bro, you don't have anything to say. You left the cause. A long mm-hmm. time ago. You can't come back, Stephen A. You yeah. can't come back, Jay-Z. Y'all left. I, yeah. Listen, if anybody can say anything, it's um, Kenny Steele's, wide receiver for the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. Eric Reed, and uh, what was the guy's name? Yeah, I was trying to think about that when I was on air today. The guy who played for the Denver Broncos that took a knee as well. Brandon Marshall, I believe, was his name or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had that look like, child, please, I'm not worried about none of Mm y'all. And so Malcolm Jenkins, like I said, is the wrong person because you sound hypocritical. I I can't get – Very. I can't hear your message, bro. Yeah. Like I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're trying to say. You know, when it comes to this Drew Brees situation, I can't hear you because Mm -hmm. it sounds too hypocritical. Absolutely. And uh, I I don't know – I don't know if that's just you and I thinking outside of the box right now, but when I saw him – I was actually just like, why is he talking? Like, I was annoyed. You know, it would have been different if it came from – I mean, Tom Brady could have said it at this point, and, and then I would have understood that actually to a certain extent. Um, you know, I, I could have understood that. Um, who else could have said it? I mean, Jameis Winston, uh, somebody I still – I mean, I'm thinking the most pettiest players. I mean, between him, Ray Lewis, Stephen A, I mean, there's a lot of jokers out there. It's just like, y'all, y'all – like you said, y'all left the party. And, you know, we, we, this is a no reentry party at this point. You can't come back in the club after you step outside, okay? And that's just kind yeah, of I'm going to tell, tell you who I'm glad did say something, and because he's always been real about himself. Martellus Bennett. 
Did you read his? Did you read his stuff on Insta? He's, been, on, uh, on he's been legit. Both of the Bennett boys, Martellus and Michael, both yeah. of them. Both Martellus. Of them. Oh man, Martellus been off, bro. And so I would rather hear from him than to hear from Malcolm Jenkins. Absolutely. So um, that being said, so I I, I don't know. I I saw what Richard Sherman said. Richard Sherman, um, he 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 always keeps it one hundred. He actually thinks very very. He's actually really intelligent. Like he's he's wise beyond his years. Like the things that he says, the things that the conversations that he has, it's it's phenomenal. You know, the dude was from Compton, California, played at Stanford. Like the dude's mind is just out of control. You had Doug Baldwin say something about it. So, um, quick second, you think did you think uh, Drew Brees' image is tarnished after this, or is there too many uh, other people that support him? I don't. I think he's gonna get a pass on this one. Uh, yeah, he's going to. Uh, Drew Brees is gonna definitely get a pass. And- the reason why um, the, the reason why he's going to get a pass is because you know they're looking at everything that he does in the community. Yeah. You know all the money that he put into the community, the way he reacted after Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. the way they say you know he stays not too far, used to stay not too far from the stadium, and so when he walk home, he would play pickup games with the kids. But you know, Drew Brees has a very very squeaky clean image on camera. But if you talk to a lot of the people behind the scenes, in which I have, like there's a lot of people that will tell you they're not surprised by this. That's why if you follow Ryan Clark on Twitter, you hear what he's saying. He's like, I've been trying to tell y'all about this a long time, but y'all didn't want to believe me because, you know, Drew is like the godfather of New, of New Orleans. He's untouchable. So, yeah. So he said it. A couple of more of his teammates have said it. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. I've talked to a couple of people who used to play in the league, and they was like, Bro, Drew Brees is one of those guys where he is truly – how can I put this? He's entitled. So yeah, here's yeah, the yeah, – yeah, yeah, Drew, yeah. Drew Brees was the same high school that uh, – what's the guy's name who won the Super Bowl with the Eagles? Foles? Mm-hmm. Nick Foles? Yeah. Nick Foles, Drew Brees, and there's somebody else that went to that high school, Austin Westlake. Bro, mm-hmm. Austin Westlake is a breeding ground for racism. They'll probably tell you no, but there's there's the elite of the elite that goes there. Baker, did Baker Mayfield go there? He may have went there too. But I definitely know that Drew Brees went there, man. And, bro, it's been that way for a very long time. Listen, let me tell you this. Westlake takes action after 89 homecomings racist stunt. Just want to look at Westlake's demographics will show you that the student body is predominantly white with the most student fitting families fitting into the middle to upper class socioeconomic bracket. These factors contribute to the reputation Westlake has for lacking racial sensitivity. In the past, a select, a select few Westlake students have committed blatant racist acts on and off campus. While these students' actions do not reflect the overall attitude at Westlake, these incidents are a part of the school's history and contribute to the school's public image. And this goes all the way back to 1989, bro. This is the school that through high school, Drew Brees went to. You don't just lose that, man. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. And no matter how much money you throw at an African, like, no matter how much money you throw at an African-American community, and I understand he did a great job, you know, helping the city of New Orleans recover. But right. by the same token, he has isolated a lot of his teammates in the locker room. Yeah, you see Mike Thomas is out here going going after him, too, and that's his number one target receiver. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I know every 16 opponents 
got they mm-hmm. they got their schedule lit up starting with Monday night. They going I don't know what New Orleans' offensive line is ranked, but I hope they drafted some offensive line and they get some more in free agency because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a world of hurting for him, I think, this year. So um, you might want to get the Taysom Hill packages lined up. You might want to get Jason uh, Winston's uh, crab legs situated because I don't think he's going – I mean, he didn't last us the whole season last year so um, with the thumb injury. So, I, I don't – Have you seen that video? Uh, I think it was on Twitter, videos like uh, how to take down a Confederate statue, and it shows all these NFL players sacking Drew Brees. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. So, <laughs> I mean, but it, it's, it's coming, man. So, um, yeah, I, I – Malcolm Jenkins, I mean, like you said, Drew Brees, he's going to get a pass on this. Like you said, he's done his, – his on, on his on-paper resume is just too squeaky clean for one little mishap for him to kind of get set back. It's unfortunate. And like you said, this is just a perfect example of privilege, you know. Let that be someone else. Yeah. Of, I mean, let's take Colin Kaepernick, for instance. Um, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, moving on, bro. Uh, or, or Cam Newton, for that, or, for that matter. I forgot he ain't even signed to a team yet. I just, I just thought about that. Yeah. See how that works with Joe Flacco is. Yeah, yeah. And uh what's that kid that kid that played for uh Keenum? Uh Case Keenum? He got a job. Bro, you know, I, I told you I believe Case Keenum and uh what's his name, the quarterback for uh Minnesota? Cousins, Kirk Cousins? They the same person to me. <laughs> <laughs> they the same person, bro. It's bro, crazy. Yeah. Bro. I, I can believe it. as long as you got squeaky clean image, you can stay as long as you want. To. Yeah. So with that being said, switching over, man, man, we got some stuff. To, I mean, we we got something to look forward to next month, bro. So it looks like basketball is actually back. Uh, yeah. Looks like today the NBA and the players have came to a conclude uh, uh, a, a practically unanimous decision where I believe sometime in July it looks like they'll be playing the remainder. Twenty two teams will actually be coming back to Orlando, the World, Walt Disney World Complex, to finish out the season and then kind of play in like a play-in tournament, and then the playoffs will pick up. Um, so it looks like they got eight games remaining for the 22 teams that's invited. I don't know how they're going to do the algorithms to see who plays with who. And then the eight and nine seed will play each other in like a play-in tournament, like a one-game winner-take-all type of thing, man. So um, they got 13 teams out of the West and I believe nine in the East. Uh, you like it, love it, or eh, it is what it is. Really and honestly and truly, when I say this, E, you're probably going to look at me sideways, but I'm going to say it anyway. I really and honestly truly believe it's an it's a point to try to get LeBron James a uh, championship. I honestly and truly – listen. Do no, we, no, no, do no. I no, I, I, when, I, when, I, when I made the facial expression, I was trying to process it because I'm like, oh. Because I, I put it like this, man. Do I want basketball back? Yeah, of course. Am I going to try to make it down to Orlando for some games today? I mean, too, give me the potential the, the down there uh, to, to watch, you know, the especially watch the Rockets play, um, to cover the Rockets. So I, I can understand it, and I can understand that the NBA is hemorrhaging money because they're hemorrhaging money. They're not getting anything again. I mean, not to you mention know, we have one of the most vocal leaders. Yeah, so we got one of the most vocal leaders, as far as owners are concerned, right here in the city of Houston, and Tillman Fertitta. And Tillman has made no secret about the fact that, hey, we I'm losing money. I need to make money. Y'all need to do what y'all need to do. So I can understand that the NBA needs to make money. I can understand that the teams need to teams need to make money. And I can understand from a viewpoint where they're saying, 
between COVID-19 and the racial, uh, the racial unrest and the way that the, the, the state that the, the, the state in which the United States is in right now, mm -hmm. I can see them trying to use sports to, as a diversion. But by the same token, bro, this is the best season LeBron James is having. If I'm not mistaken, they were number two overall in the league as far as the record is concerned, right behind the Milwaukee Bucks, correct? Yeah. And number so, one in the West, I should say. Yeah, number one in the West, number two overall, yeah. Yeah, and so this is like LeBron James ain't getting any younger. So this rest has actually helped him. So when he comes back, man, I honestly, because you think about it, man, if LeBron is able to get another championship, that looks good not only for LeBron and his case for being the GOAT in some people's eyes. You know, I got him as the GOAT already, but as the GOAT in some people's eyes, and that looks good for him. But I'm going to say this, E, and you know me. I am not a, I'm, I'm not a Rockets fan. I'm, I'm still Oklahoma City right now until KD puts that Brooklyn Nets jersey on. Which might, which might happen, bro. Like, I, I mean. Are they invited? They're entertaining the idea. I mean, the dude has been recovered for almost over a year now. I mean, if the season's not starting until July and it's going to last all the way to October. But are they invited? Are the Nets one? Yeah, the they're, Nets the seventh, one of they're the seventh seed in the East right now. If the playoffs started today, they, 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 are in, they are the seventh seed in the East right now. So wait, so that means KD can come back and Kyrie will be back. That's what I'm saying. Like, And so. And you got you know, eight games so to figure it out? And once he gets on the court, then I'll be a Brooklyn Nets fan. So I was prefacing all that to say this. I know people don't want to hear this. This rest has allowed James Harden to get healthy. This rest has allowed Russell Westbrook to get healthy. Everybody. And the one person that they really needed to get healthy and to shed some weight was Eric Gordon. Have you seen Eric Gordon lately? I haven't. I haven't watched anything far as – I haven't seen anything Rockets related like that. I think – Outside of seeing Russell Westbrook deliver, I think it was like a thousand meals somewhere in one of the hospitals in LA. I haven't heard anything about Rockets or, you know, you hear everyone else. He got in shape and he's healthy. So what I'm saying is, is that that small ball could get them far in that short amount of time. Yeah. It's just going to take a minute for people to figure it out again. But now yeah. when you got Russ acting the way, so I'm just saying that, you know, you might want to watch out for the Rockets, but I do believe that the NBA has this thing going, you know, to bring sports back, but to get LeBron James another championship. I mean, I, I, I haven't even thought about it. Like, I'm trying to process that right now. Um, I, I think that it's going to – I'm cool with that. Like, it, it makes sense what you're saying. But I'm also thinking on the downside, it's like, all right, there's 30 teams in the NBA, so you're, you're only inviting 22. That means there's only eight teams in the, that aren't invited. So what are they going to do with the other eight teams? Like, they're not going to be able to make any money. Um, they're not bringing any – there's no revenue that's going to be generated for them. So what ends up happening to those other eight teams that weren't invited at all? And basically, is that a competitive advantage between the fact that they haven't played since mid-March? And I haven't even seen – like, there hasn't even been word on when the 2020-2021 season is going to start. But they're already saying the NBA draft isn't going to be until October. So you're talking about from March all the way to October, November at the earliest. I mean, I'm thinking maybe Christmas Day is when the next season will start. You're talking almost about a nine to ten month layoff for some of these teams that ain't had no type of money coming through. And then we're talking about 
if we're talking about the next season, are fans going to be invited back to these stadiums? Are we going to be going back to a centralized location for these, for these, uh, for these games to be played at for the next season? So um, I, I didn't think about it as, is this a, a competitive edge or is this the way for LeBron to get a championship ring? I said this way before, right when Kobe died, I said, I, I want the Lakers to win just because they can win more for Kobe this year. Um, so if they win, that would be my, my reasoning on why. But now that this season has played out for so like the, 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 the postponement, this league being suspended for so long, I mean, now you got people who had all these season in, in, injuries that have been teetering with the playoffs, like the Brooklyn Nets. You can bring a Kyrie and a KD back as a seventh seed. I mean, I don't know if they're going to, but at the end of the day, I mean, why not at this point? Because if the season's going to stretch all the way out to Wait, October, what? I would. That's what I'm saying. I would. I mean, the season's going to stretch all the way out to October. So if you're talking about October, he would already be playing around that time next season anyway. So you might as well go ahead and play out there and see what he's got. you got eight games to see if he's healthy. If he is, cool, play him. If not, you can pull the plug, and you still got a few more months for him to rehab. But I know that he's been rehabbing. I know Kyrie's been rehabbing. So I'm looking at the Nets as something that might be more of a dangerous team than any other team right now because they already have the supporting cast. They got the uh, the Joe uh, – I can't think of the guy's name right now, the three-point champion from last year. They got Dinwiddie. They got uh, 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 Carroll and all the other players. So uh, Jared Allen, the center. Like, they got the pieces that can probably figure it out. And that's a team that you – I don't think more people want to see a Kyrie-KD team because I'm picking Kyrie as much as I don't really like Kyrie. I'm picking Kyrie and KD over Giannis and Chris Middleton all day just because I think – Kate Kyrie is a better support player than Chris Middleton would be. So, um, well, e, e, let me ask you a question. You were an NCO in the United States Army, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were an NCO in the United States Army. Yeah. And E, being an NCO in the United States Army, you had soldiers up under you, correct? Yep. And you used to always tell your soldiers what? Hey, if you wait till a week before the, it's time to take the PT test, then you you done failed you yourself done already. already. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You already you already failed yourself, and so like you know, if you got to start months and months out prepared to get the best possible score you can and be ready, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about these NBA teams that won't get invited, like New York. Like if you'd have played better, then you would have been where you need to be. Like the teams that don't get invited. You know, and, and you know, yeah, I know I, I go back and forth with you give me a hard time about the Golden State Warriors, but like you gotta exclude a team like Golden State. They had multiple mm-hmm. injuries yeah. that they could not overcome. They and play, yeah. I mean well, hold on. And, and, and they won't they won't get invited, but it sure would have been good to see Steph and Clay, you know, come back. Yeah. Look, yeah. hey, maybe they'll get a, a special invite. That show will make them look good. But you know, I like I said, give you a hard time to go say I know that injury, injury-laden team, and it took them completely out. So mm-hmm. I had to remove them. But these other teams that had opportunities to play better, and they didn't because, like, if I'm not mistaken, is, is Portland invited? They're invited, but out of the league approved, out of the owners, they're the only ones that, that said no, they didn't want to come. So they said that if they don't have a legit chance of making it to the playoffs, then they, didn't, they felt like it was a waste of time. But at least that's what Dame Lillard said. And so that's all I'm saying, E, is like, like, yeah. it's like I said, we both went to the military and we like, look, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's true. And this is a get ready moment. This right? is true. You should have stayed ready. So I don't have any sympathy for the Atlanta Hawks. No, I, I'm not saying I don't, I don't have any sympathy for them. It's just going to be, you know, the, a team that 
you know, teams like the Trailblazers, I mean, they're going to be invited. They've already been invited, so I'm pretty sure they'll show up and take the invitation. But, like, the Hawks, Knicks, uh, uh, the, I mean, the, the Warriors, for instance, hell, um, the Kings. Uh, I think the Kings are actually invited. But I'm just saying, you know, they admit, like you said, injuries are part Sean. of the game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. You know, injuries are part of the game. And like you said, you know, it's the strongest survives at the end of the day. So, um, it's going to be interesting. I'm kind of glad to see basketball is back. Hopefully, baseball can get their lives together. But uh, we got just wrapping it up. Um, I got to give a big dummy today. Yo. Wait, wait, hold on. Before we wrap it up, I'm just glad. I'm just glad basketball is back so we don't have to continue talking about Kobe. Say that again. I'm sorry. Say I said, I'm just glad. I'm glad basketball is back. That way I don't have to keep hearing about Come Fly With Me Too, <laughs> a.k.a. The Last Dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we get it. We got we got finally something else to talk about. But, man, I started not to do give a big dummy today just due to the circumstances, man. But my cousin actually brought this to my attention Tuesday. And I don't know if everyone remembered, but a Tuesday was supposed to be media, social media blackout day. Um, you know, you're supposed to just post a black tile and just keep pushing a uh, hashtag uh, blackout Tuesday was supposed to be the movement. You're supposed to kind of boycott streaming, any streaming subscriptions that you had and not stream anything, um, shop black owned and things like that. Um, but the big dummy of the day real quick had to go to the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know if I showed you this, but the San Francisco 49ers actually posted a blackout picture and in support of blackout Tuesday. Um, they get the big dummy of the day because Colin Kaepernick was doing this the whole time and you literally are the franchise that blackballed him out of <laughs> you guys are in the situation. The San Francisco 49ers are the situ reason why Colin Kaepernick is not playing and we are still talking about these conversations that he was having back in 2016. Like, you can't, this is another thing like Malcolm Jenkins, you can't sit there and not let nobody try to earn a living because they're trying to stand up for what's right and talk about something that is bigger than the sport and then want to sit there and go on the back and say, well, we're going to, I guess everybody else is doing it. We got to do it too. We're going to go ahead and uh, try to be down with the cause. You know, nah, bro, you can't do that, bro. So at the end of the day, man, the San Francisco 49ers, they got my big job of the day. Like, I really didn't want to do it, but they had, it was between them or Malcolm Jenkins. It was just between one of them two. They had to get it, but. Um, I figured that Malcolm Jenkins was better, uh, was more suited as a segment, and the San Francisco 49 I think a lot of people didn't even know that they did it, so I thought I'd just kind of sneak sneak that in there real quick, man. Hey, look, Eric Reed called it Black Ball Tuesday. What San Francisco 49ers did, he called it Black Ball Tuesday. So, hey, look, I know we got to get ready to get up out of here. My my big dummy of the day award goes to. Did you used to watch Duck Dynasty? No, I didn't actually. So the father in Doug Dynasty is Phil Robson. He is, you know, the leader of you, – you know the premise behind Doug Dynasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and so at the end of the show, you know, he would always, like, read a scripture, pray. They would end the show praying, right? Okay. So, you know, he's this real religious type guy. Let me read you this really, really quick. Uh, Doug Dynasty patriarch Phil Robinson hosted his newly discovered daughter on his podcast. Notice I said newly discovered Whoa. daughter, right, on his Whoa. podcast. Says days, days after revealing that a DNA test determined he fathered a child during the extramarital affair in the 70s, he had his offspring, Phyllis, as a guest on his podcast. They oh were joined gosh. by his wife, Miss Kay, whom he admitted to cheating on before converting to Christianity. So, uh, Phil Robinson, uh, I have to add you to 
you know, my list of, I'm starting this Hall of Fame, E. Some of you don't know, probably know nothing about it. I'm going to tell you right now. And, you know, Bill Robinson's my big dummy of the day. Okay. But I got this Hall of Fame that I'm starting. And do you know what Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, and Joe Jackson all have in common? What? Some side chick babies? They all got side babies. <laughs> Bill Robinson, come on in. We're going to let you uh, have this speech, man. Bruh. Oh man, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. So you bring somebody on the on air and that's oh man. That's better than an episode of Maury, man. <laughs> I watched Jerry yesterday. I was like, oh wow, I forgot how funny this show was. You watch Judge Jerry yet? He got his own judge show now. No. I kid you not, he on there like Judge Judy. I'm gonna have to find him, man. I don't have cable, I got an Amazon fire stick. Yeah, it's it's probably on there, man. Find it on your local subscription, but uh Hey, before no we cut out of here, because we cutting low, we cutting low on time. So uh, just tell them where they can find you at. Tell them about that shirt one more time, and then we're gonna biggity bounce up out of here, man. Uh, this shirt right here is called "I Will Breathe for You." Proceeds go to Jack Ace High School in honor of George Floyd. This is the circle of life. The people who have lost their lives, unarmed civilians, lost their lives to law enforcement officials. You can find me at Big Star Sports with a Z on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Brian Bearfield and The Morning Edge on Facebook. You can find me at the Twitterverse, Eric T. Compton. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also email the show, Sports Business. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. Hey, man, we're going to try to run this back sometime next week. But other than that, y'all stay safe. Y'all still protesting. Know what the cause is. Do it in a peaceful, safe manner. Other than that, we out. I'm out.